This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. People don't understand, and we talk about the Rams. He was with the Rams. He was there when they drafted golf. He was one of the guys that did the evaluations on golf. Yeah. Golf comes in, Sean McVay's there, they go to a Super Bowl. And then they make the trade. And Brad Holmes is the first thing he did, and people forget, was he went and traded for golf. And look at the roster that he's built with trades, but more importantly through the draft, right? You just yes. talked about Laporta. You talked about their tackle. Um, all the guys that have been key components into building this, right? They went and drafted Jameer Gibbs and got killed for it last year. Kid's been great. Um I think Brad Holmes has done as yes. good of a job as a general manager in this league over the last three to four years than anybody. And now it's paying off. And Jason, as we're in this coaching cycle, we talk about it all the time. You got to get the right guy, but that GM component is also a very important piece. Brad Holmes has simply kicked ass in, in Detroit. No doubt about it. You got a tone setter uh, head coach who can get guys ready to play. And then you the, the, the Brad Holmes and that front office has done an excellent job of um, acquiring talent. And, you know, look, you could say, well, anybody would have drafted Hutchinson. Well, I, I can tell you, I can tell you who passed on him. So, you know, uh, so, it, yeah, you have that, but you also have, you know, the Amon Ross St. Brown, right, who isn't a 1-1 or anything like that. Um, yes, what they got out of Gibbs and Laporta as rookies, the attention they played to building that offensive line. I mean, when you got to remember, when Jared Goff got there, a lot of people thought that's where his career is going to go to die because at that point in time, they 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 couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass block. Like, the offensive line was a big, big problem. And that's now become one of the discernible, you know, true strengths of, of that team uh, from a talent and execution standpoint. You know, Branch was an awesome pick in the second round. Yeah, I mean, there's just they've gotten a lot of talent, a lot of productivity out of their last couple drafts in particular, you know, and now they've got, you know, what they have what they've done in free agency, like they've got Gardner Johnson back, right? And yep. um, you know, he's got now a game under his belt. So that should be big for them. Uh yes, they have done they've done an awesome job raising the talent level there. Uh 
no two ways about it. And the quarterback has been an awesome fit for, for that dome and for what they're building. And he's got his confidence back. And you look at this field of remaining quarterbacks and like how many have been to a Super Bowl? Not a whole lot. He has. Yep. You know, yep. he has. So, um, and I suspect, you know, that he gets a new deal. I thought before the season he was going to get a new deal at some point in time. A lot of people told me around the middle of the season Goff was going to get a new deal. I, I think Goff's going to – I I think they're going to be riding with Goff for a while. And, you know, they're they're going to they're, – they're not going to need to move up to draft a quarterback or anything like that. Yeah, there's no better option in this particular draft than what you currently have because you're still rolling the dice, whether you wanted to do that or not. I agree. Um, can't wait to see that matchup with the Lions this coming weekend and, and see how that plays out. Um, but we'll talk more about that. Got to give Jason Lock on for some credit. If you listen, watch this podcast, however you access it, you can go on YouTube in the huddle pod for months. My man has been saying, I don't buy him. And I've been saying, come on, Jason. And he's been saying, I don't believe. I don't buy him. And I'll be damned if the Green Bay Packers didn't go into Dallas and do something that I don't know if anybody saw coming. To win is one thing. This was dominant. This was a dominant win. This was, you guys can't stop us. Jordan Love was basically saying, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. Dan Quinn had no answers defensively. This was a beatdown. Um, and now there are a lot of questions about where the Cowboys go, but let's talk about the game itself. What a game plan for Matt LaFleur to come out and then be executed the way it was by Jordan Love, Jason. Look, the, the Cowboys had massive flaws, and they were one of the most overhyped teams in gambling markets, one of the most over-talked about teams. Um one of the teams where um, you can't be that good and only have one way to win, right? And your way to win is play a lesser team, right? A team with lesser talent, play them at home and score on your first three drives and then play with a two score lead and run your cutesy, you know, smurf defense and move your best player around so you can hunt sacks, you know, and, and bank on, you know, a pick six against uh, a crappy quarterback or, you know, a middling quarterback, a pedestrian quarterback. Like, that's that's who they were. Can't run the ball, can't stop the run. But nobody runs with us with volume because we played a pretty easy schedule and we got off the fast starts at home, and so we could live by this certain script and template that works very well for us. But what, what happens when that doesn't – isn't the case? They fall apart. And, that, I mean <laughs> – to keep running out there with some of the light personnel that they did while Aaron Jones is gashing you, I I, I just found it laughable. Not surprising because it's who they are. Yep. But just like there, I mean, again, people want to anoint Dan Quinn, whatever. If, if I'm an NFL fan and Dan Quinn's coming to my city to be my head coach, I ain't all that fired up about it. Um, I thought it was always a bit of a junk defense. You know, there the, a lot of their principles on the back end, the same stuff that just got Pete Carroll fired. So, like, I, I mean, whatever. Um, he's a great dude. Everybody likes him. That's awesome. Uh, he was handed a pretty good scenario there. Like, he was he was given a lot to work with there in Dallas. 
and he built something that only worked one way. And and to see it fail that miserably repeatedly this year, whenever they faced anybody who could put up a fight, like would inspire a whole lot in me. Um, yeah, I hope you sprinkled on Green Bay on the money line. The seven and a half jumped at. I mean, I told you guys, like, this is a game, man. This is a game. And the longer it's close, the more Green Bay is going to win. The only thing I didn't like about the game is that it wasn't close at halftime. Because I, I was hoping Green Bay would have been down by, like, seven. And you could have got, like, another, I don't know, plus 150 on the money line and maybe more <laughs> at halftime. And then you double back. But the game was over at halftime. So yes, was. there was no money to be made. Uh, on Green Bay money line, they were the more balanced team. They were the better coach team. Uh, they had the better quarterback. Uh, they had the better offensive line. They could run the ball. I'm still not sure they can really stop the run, but we weren't going to find out in this game because Dallas can't run it. Uh, and they weren't going to shrink from this. Dallas is it's loud. It's not an intimidating place to play. It's just no. It's it's no. not the black hole. It's not the dog pound. It's just not. And those fans knew in their heart of hearts, um, or really not in their hearts, in their mind of minds, that if Dallas didn't win the first quarter, they were probably in a world of hurt. And those fans would go quiet pretty quickly, waiting for the inevitable failure. Um, I love LaFleur taking the ball first. I love him telling Dan Quinn, I got something for you, brother. Oh, yeah. I know who you are. And oh, yeah. I, I don't think you can stop volume in the run game. And once I establish a little bit of that, I'm going to destroy you on play action under center. You're going to have no answers for it. Jordan Love barely threw the ball. You think of how awesome of a game he played. Like, he threw it when he had to. And he threw it with precision, and he threw it all over the yard. And, like, I think one guy on the team had more than three targets. Like, this wasn't, like, one connection with one guy that they rode hard. They spread it around. And they found the gaping holes in that defense, and they took advantage of it when they had to. But most of the time, they just punched them in the face on the ground. And Dallas couldn't do anything about it. And really, the game wasn't even as close as the score looks because nobody's as effective as scoring garbage points as the Dallas Cowboys. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hope he runs it back. You know, like that'd be fun for me because I already, I, I can't. I, I, he may. I mean, seriously, he, he might just. I don't do think that. he will. I, I don't think he will, but I, I hope he does because that's oh. exactly what he deserves and what, like, they, they won't. He doesn't have the institutional wherewithal to, he's too emotionally connected to it. He's picked all the, it, like we say this every year, it can't be Jerry's fault. It can't be the GM's fault. Because the GM is the owner. Like, it can't be the way we build teams. It can't be the way we go after talent. It it, it can't be any of that because that's us. And so you couple that with a really uninspired, mediocre coaching hire, you know, um, and a lack of any sort of adjustments and, and really, I think, a lack of self-awareness from the owner to the coaching staff. Um that you can't self-scout enough to see who you really are and where your works really are. Like, it's the same old problem. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Jordan Love, 16 of 21. You talk about efficient. Two seconds. Come on. That's five five attempts a quarter, Carl. That's ridiculous. Imagine if it was eight, which it could have been. They could have done that. Yep. They could have have done that and hung a 60-burger on them. He made wild throw after wild throw. Back foot, sidearm. Like, guys in my face. And it didn't matter. And that was what was impressive about Jordan Love. Now, look, we'll talk about the games coming up this weekend. But Jason's right. 49ers are going to run the ball. Green Bay's going to have to stop the run. And I do think that this is a spot where it might come to an end. But you got your guy. He's shown you what he can do. You have your guy. And that's a young team. They're only going to get better. So I just want to mention this about Dan Quinn real quick, as you talked about LaFleur taking the ball, which, guys, again, if you know, most games – you win the coin flip, you defer, you take the ball in the second half. It's just kind of common, you know, the common thing to do. But Dan Quinn has yet to really ever beat Kyle Shanahan. And I'm going to take you back. When he hired Kyle Shanahan to become the coordinator in Atlanta as the offensive coordinator that ultimately took him to the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn told me the thing that he always loved about Kyle was he had an issue always trying to figure out what he was doing offensively. And when he was other places, whether it was Seattle and Kyle was in other places, whether it be Washington or Cleveland, and they'd play, he said, I always, you know, admired it. Matt LaFleur was the quarterback's coach on Shanahan's staff. He knew exactly what he wanted to do against that defense because he had been in the same building and seen it time and time again. To your point, Jason. He came out and was like, we're taking the ball because I know exactly what the hell I want to do against Dan Quinn. I'm just telling you. And that set the tone for the rest of the game. There are very few guys around the league who have had that kind of success against one guy, Amano Amano, Shanahan, and Quinn. But these guys that have been in the room understand what what, what you need to do to get it, get it accomplished. And I thought that was what happened in that game. First quarter, we're kicking their butts, we're going down and scoring, and Dallas is in shock, and game's over. Yeah, and more people should do it. More more people should do it. Uh again, if this is a thing moving forward, because Dallas Dallas needs the lead, man. They they are a front running team. It's in their DNA. It's in their culture. Um and and yeah, just think about that though. Think about what you just said. Like LaFleur's got the answers to the test before he takes it. How? Because the test don't ever change. Because that that doesn't change. That's it. That is what it is. Yep. That's what it is. I'll dictate to them. I know them. Like, that's a pretty strong indictment. 